So here we are, it's Christmas Day. A Merry Christmas to all of you as you listen in. We've been working through the preparation of Advent. We've been looking at the accounts of uh, how the angel appeared, angel Gabriel appeared to uh, first to Zechariah, then to Mary. Uh, we've read about Mary and Joseph arriving in Bethlehem and the baby being born. And we've seen the different ways that we can respond. The risk of doubt and fear. The call to respond with faith and obedience and willing hearts. Because this is all about God's purpose, God's plan... Uh, that despite all of the challenges around, will not be thwarted, will not be prevented. And so Christ is here. Uh, Christ is uh, here in the story that the baby's arrived. Uh, Christ is here in the sense that we as believers in Jesus Christ have received him into our hearts. He is present through his Holy Spirit. He is present speaking to us through his word. And of course, Advent is also about looking forward to Christ's second coming. So there is the sense in which Christ is here, present with us, dwelling richly in us. But also there is the sense in which he is not here because he is still to return. And so we look forward, trusting Believe in the promise that he will return. And what should our response be when he returns? Uh, well, Luke continues to tell us uh, in chapter 2, verse 8, that that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. <coughs> Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Now, 
a lot is often made about the shepherds themselves and whether there's any specific symbolism, any specific reason why they were chosen. Uh, some people have focused on uh, some narratives, uh, uh, some historical accounts that suggest that the shepherds were part of the underclass, distrusted, considered smelly, considered stupid. Um, that is possible, though I, I'm not sure the evidence is conclusive for that. Uh, because on the other side, uh, shepherds were, of course, treasured in the history of God's people. Uh, uh, David, uh, the the prominent good and righteous king, was himself a shepherd. Uh, uh, so shepherds become the model for kingship, for what it means to rule and to lead, uh, to guard and to care for. Uh, shepherds uh, also... Uh, the shepherding imagery was also used to, to describe uh, the religious leaders, the, the priests. Uh, and so you could have uh, good and wise and caring and loving shepherds, uh, but you could also have bad, wicked, cruel shepherds. And very often in the Old Testament, the prophets identify the rulers and leaders of Israel as wicked, bad shepherds. Uh, but that's all tied up in the promise that a good shepherd uh, will come. Uh, and so some have uh, put the focus there that actually uh, shepherds are chosen because Jesus is the coming shepherd king and uh, that reminder of that promise. But maybe we shouldn't speculate too much here. There are more important things uh, to see. For whatever reason, uh, they are chosen. Uh, the coming of the Messiah is revealed to them. They're the first to hear. Uh, the angel appears and speaks. Don't be afraid, verse 10. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Notice those titles. Saviour, he is the one who rescues. Uh, that reflects God's Covenant promises that uh, has the idea both of healing and forgiveness, of restoration. Uh, he's the Messiah. This points to him as David's heir, the anointed coming king, uh, who will uh, bring victory for God's people, who will vindicate them, and, and the Lord, uh, pointing uh, to him as the one who carries authority. Uh, and there, there is probably in the New Testament an intentional echo uh, of the way uh, that uh, God's name Yahweh was frequently replaced in Hebrew Scripture with the title Adonai, Lord. So uh, these descriptions point both to Jesus's human identity as the Messiah King, uh, but also to his divinity as the Saviour and Lord, only God, only the Lord can rescue, only God, only he alone can save. Well, the Saviour has arrived, the King has been born, the Lord is present with them. They're told how to find him and how to recognise him. And the response, 
Uh, well, the response is witness and worship. This worship as the angels glorify God in the highest, as, as the shepherds go to Bethlehem to see Jesus, to honour him, uh, that, is, that is worship as, as well. Uh, Mary treasuring in her heart and pondering these things, uh, giving glory to God internally, quietly. And then the shepherds, verse 20, uh, going back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. So the right response to Christ's coming as we look back to Bethlehem, as we recognise his presence through the Holy Spirit with us in our hearts, in our lives today, and as we look forward to his future physical return, the response to all of these things, the correct way to respond is to praise God, to glorify him, uh, for our trust in him to be uh, deepened. Uh, there's worship, but there is also witness. Uh, there's two elements to this. Um, uh, they bear witness. They come to see, uh, to observe, to recognise. And so uh, the shepherds uh, recognise Jesus. They go and they see and the signs are confirmed. They see for themselves. Uh, Mary herself bears witness, keeping all these things in her heart. She's looking, she's watching, she's taking it all in. And though she may not be about to declare it immediately, uh, she is storing up this news for a future day, no doubt, uh, to pass on these things to people like Luke as they started to set down the gospel accounts. And so the other side of witness is that they go and they tell others. Mary will do this later. Uh, the shepherds do it immediately. Uh, so our response should be worship and witness. Uh, witness as we keep checking these things out. There should be encouragement to spend more time in God's word, getting to know the truth of the gospel better, allowing it to uh, put its roots deep down into our hearts, just like Mary did. And there should be witnesses we tell others, this is good news, how can we hold it for ourselves? So, some questions for you this Christmas day. How will you... Give honour and glory to God today to make sure that this doesn't become a mere commercialised secular feast. How is God being glorified in your Christmas celebrations? How is he being worshipped? How is he being enjoyed? Secondly, as you bear witness... What have you learnt? What has God been saying to you as you've looked at his word, as we've looked at these first few chapters of Luke together? And the other side of witness. Who will you tell about Jesus today? And how will you tell them? Enjoy the festival. Enjoy Christmas. God bless you.